the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Situation Report, where we do our very best. And I always say we do our best because that's all we can do. (laughs) We do our very best to give you the information you need to navigate an ever-changing culture. And it seems like from one week to the next, culture has changed a little bit more. Uh, Man, there's so many things happening. We try to get the information to you that you can use to navigate these changing times. Today we're going to discuss a topic that is, uh, I think, more important probably to the listeners of the Situation Report than a lot of other folks. But today we're going to talk about faith in media. My name is Jeremy Stonelicker. I'm here with Chad Robichaux. And uh, man, this is a a big topic, Chad. We, We often talk about the media. We've had several guests on over the last uh, couple of months dealing with the media and the role of media and independent media and all of these different aspects. But faith media is very important because it can provide to us a different view and one that many of us hold on what's happening in the world. And, and trying to understand that and its role is, uh, is very significant. Well, I mean, you and I talk, have had this conversation so many times when we decided to start doing podcasts and and uh, the Mighty Oak Show and then the Situation Report on Salem Media. And um, you and I don't get paid to do this. Right. Um, and so there's really no one telling us what to do. And so faith media is important, but I think if you go any deeper than faith media, independent media is, is important. Um, we're not, we don't have big corporate sponsors telling us what topics to talk about, what position to have on those topics. And, um, you know, so... I really have, uh, you know, looked at looked at the media over the last few years and become very frustrated personally. Uh, outlets like Fox that I used to, you know, be loyal to watching and watching right. them compromise on issues uh, and just, you know, lacking truth and, and and topics that I thought were very important and where truth was needed. Uh, you know, and in CNN, I, you know, it's, it's something that I I personally won't even turn on because I just don't trust. What I don't want to hear things that I just don't trust and. I know a lot of people feel the same way and you and I talked about this and we felt like, you know, well, hey, let's let's give our perspective on some things. Let's yeah. uh, give some unbiased truth to some things. And uh, so I think faith, uh, the, the realm of faith media is a place where that could that could happen, that it can exist, where things are based on kind of a kind of a measure of principle with right. the, the idea of faith to measure you know, culture off of. And, and a consistent worldview, and, and you know, you and I, we work our, our, our real jobs. <laughs> uh, we work with the Mighty Oaks Foundation, and we we serve so many folks who are are hurting in so many different ways, and and trying to help the people that we work with to view the world clearly and to view it from that unchanging standard, which you know, for us, is a Christian standard or a biblical standard. Um, that's why we do what we do, but on a much larger scale, you're exactly right. I think that's why faith media is so important and so significant uh, for us to get behind and for us to understand it. Um, so many times it's been relegated to the side, like, oh, that's that's them. <laughs> uh, but it's becoming more and more important as culture continues to shift and change. Yeah, and it's, and it's going to be moving into the future. And, uh, you know, right now I'm trying to, you know, on a personal level, trying to find the outlets that I can trust. Right. Uh, 
And the ones that I found that I can trust most are, like you said, at that consistent worldview, uh, a worldview uh, of that comes from the perspective of faith, right? And through the lens of a perspective of faith that I that I align with, and uh, that's where I'm trusting my source of the news from right now. Culture is changing so rapidly. What is the role of faith media as we consider culture? And uh, so excited today to have uh, Dan Andros with us. Dan is um, a lot of things, (laughs) and he's done a lot of things, but currently he's the managing editor for Faithwire on the Christian Broadcasting Network, former head writer for The Glenn Beck Show. He has produced a documentary called Six Days in Iraq, and maybe, Dan, you can talk about that even a little bit today. And uh, Dan and I have had uh, some conversations over the last year or so on various topics. And uh, man, just so excited to have you with us. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for being with us. And I appreciate your perspective so much. Excited to jump into this today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. Um, man, we've got some questions. Before we get into those, though, and this is has to be the starting point, I think, uh, can you talk to us about your own personal faith journey? We're going to talk about faith media and, and, and all of that. Um, but for you personally, where did that begin? How did you come along or how did you walk this faith journey to where you are today? Yeah, well, uh, I grew up in a house that went to church on Sundays, you know, so I did that kind of begrudgingly. Right. <laughs> uh, I think that's probably the story for a lot of people, um, you know, and then sort of walked away from that when I went off to college and everything else. And then really it was my wife that was sort of, you know, she was being, her eyes were being opened by by the Lord. And so she was really pursuing her faith. And she kind of kept asking me to get like, hey, I'm going to this Bible study. Do you want to come? And I, right. I'd be like, no, you know, no. And then finally, just because she kept persisting, I was like, fine, I'll, I'll go. And then through those Bible studies there that we subsequently attended, you know, God started opening my eyes and was all of a sudden like, wow, like clearly nothing I did. Like all of a sudden it just made sense to me. And I was, yeah. you know, just completely saved and eyes opened the whole nine yards. So uh, that was back in about 2000, 2001, um, that whole journey. And, you know, it's sort of been, it's, it's been a long journey since then, my sanctification process. So mm. obviously still ongoing like sure. all of us, but, yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I've definitely grown a lot over the years. It took me quite some time to really understand, um, you know, certain things that, you know, I needed to give up that were not the way God would want me live, sure. living and to dive into the Bible. And that's still something that, you know, I'm, I'm wrestling with to try to be consistent with as much yeah. as possible. So um, still growing, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's my, uh, that's my. That's the short version of my story. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> and you have such a diverse background, and um, when it, especially when it comes to news and media. But what made you deliberately make a decision at some point to focus on news from a faith perspective? Uh, I guess what motivated you to do that, and why do you think it's so important? Yeah, well, I'll start back sort of the beginning of my career, and you know, it was in the late '90s. I was in talk radio, and I was producing that. Uh, on the local level, that's when I got connected with Glenn Beck when he was making his transition from sort of morning zoo radio. I don't know <laughs> if you guys are all old enough to remember uh, morning zoo radio. Um, quite a, it's quite a whole world. But um, but Glenn was in that, and he wanted to get serious, and he wanted to do talk radio. And um, you guys just interviewed uh, Stu Bergier, is a good friend yeah. of mine, uh, and so we were all connected through Glenn just um, just through that connection. There, Stu had known Glenn. Uh, anyway, long story short, ended up going to work for Glenn uh, and kind of went on a journey with him as he grew from talk radio 
to going to CNN. So I, I worked at CNN with Glenn there. I was in the building at CNN when he went made the leap to TV, then mm-hmm. on to Fox News and The Blaze. Uh, so I, I've been almost, you know, 15 years in mainstream media. And uh, I had basically seen it all. And, you know, I saw the left side of CNN. I saw, you know, Fox. Um, and, you know, after 15 years of that, you start to see these patterns over and over again, where it's just the sides switching sides. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and you can still have your views and, and that's fine. But you, what you see in the, these narratives in the media, it just seems to be this sort of endless cycle. You know, look at like an issue, for example, like the national debt, you know, conservatives were screaming to the mountaintops under Obama for, you know, eight years over the debt. I mean, we had the debt clock up every day on our show and all that stuff. Uh, And then, you know, that sort of Trump continued to spend, like the debt continued to go up. And so for all the good things that people would say Trump did, and that's fine, but that one issue, the debt thing, that kind of goes away. And then the left goes around and they're yelling about it, the debt. So on a lot of different issues, I, I see that sort of mentality when you're talking about from the media approach. And so it starts to, uh, it starts to feel a little bit, um, you know, hollow at times when you're when you're watching it. So, um, so for me, as my faith was growing, um, and you know, I'd been doing the media thing and the, the, the secular media for all that all those years, um, I kind of had a yearning to be more faith focused in, yeah. in what I was doing. And and the the places I were at, don't get me wrong, like the Blaze is great. They're super open to faith and faith ideas, obviously. Uh, and topics and things of that nature, even Fox, um, maybe not CNN so much, right. <laughs> um, but uh, but Fox fine with that. But um, I wanted to be able to just like really zero in on it. And so um, that was kind of a, just a tug I had and, and, a, and a feeling that I had and, um, uh, you know, prayed a lot about it and ended up making the switch over to uh, CBN and running this brand Faithwire yeah. and also doing a lot of content on the Christian Broadcast Network. And so, um, so that's kind of, that's kind of just what made the switch is I, I just had this desire to really be, because God, I mean, God is in everything, right? God's not just, uh, these isolated God moments that we have that right. he pops in and out. God is in every single thing all the time. And so, um, I think it's important to have a news network that sort of acknowledges that. And for people who are Christians, to, you know, to have a news network that reflects their views. Yeah. And CBN, man, they've been not only great, but they've been great to us and the work that Jeremy and I do at Mighty Oaks Foundation. I mean, uh, they financially have supported us. They've had us on the shows, uh, really uh, got bring awareness to what we do and how we help veterans. They bring awareness to veterans' issues and faith solutions to veterans' issues. And um, given us, I think uh, we're about $50,000 in, in financial support from them. Wow. So just a great, great organization. So you're, you're uh, definitely friends of CBN over here. <laughs> Excellent, yeah. Dan, well, wanna, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead, please. No, I was just going to say, I mean, that's another reason why I, why I love working at a Christian company um, because they value, you know, other Christians and, and, uh, and, you know, you we're praying before shows and, and things of that nature. So um, it's, it's important to, for me on, on a number of levels. I wanted to take a minute to let our audience know about the work that we do through an incredible veterans nonprofit called the Mighty Oaks Foundation. Many of our nation's warriors struggle with the hardships of military service and reintegration back into civilian life. Often they leave broken homes in their aftermath and comprise one of the most at-risk groups for suicide, with over 20 veterans who take their lives every single day. 
Mighty Oaks tackles this critical issue with our faith-based peer-to-peer resiliency and recovery programs offered at no cost to our honored servicemen and women at beautiful ranches across the United States. Mighty Oaks has one of the highest success rates of any program available anywhere. Visit MightyOaksPrograms.org to learn more about how you can make a direct impact in the lives of our servicemen and women to help them find a new life purpose through hope in Christ. Again, that's MightyOaksPrograms.org. Witnessing the transformation that these men and women go through is absolutely incredible. There are no words to describe seeing warriors restored to the lives they were created to live, changing their legacies for eternity. Your support is needed now more than ever and will ensure that our programs are here for our warriors who are in desperate need. Again, the website is MightyOaksPrograms.org. One of the um, conversations that we're having a lot right now, just kind of in the mainstream, is about media bias. So we're talking about how biased the various news organizations are, and even Fox. Everyone's upset about Fox right now. <laughs> so <laughs> we have these targets, right? And we're upset about the bias. And we, we say things like, we need news organizations to report the news, not tell us what to think about the news. That's fair. Now, on the faith side, though, when we're talking about you know shows like the ones that you host on Faithwire and what CBN does and what other faith media do, there, there is a built-in bias. I mean, that's, that's the point of it. There is a built-in bias. Um, when you look at that built-in bias from kind of the larger media perspective or, or news reporting perspective, do you see a conflict in that or is faith media different? And, and, and how, would you, how would you define that? How would you expand that? Yeah, I don't really see it as a as a conflict per se, uh, because you know from you know from from a everyone's got a worldview. I mean, that's right. where I'll start on that. Every sure. single person's got a worldview. I mean, even when they think they don't, like the public schools just saying, "Oh no, we're keeping it totally neutral here. You can't talk about God." Like, well, yeah, right. <laughs> we're neutral. Are we totally just don't do neutral it. Neutral here, really? Right. Uh, because you're clearly you know making a decision there based on your worldview that you think people can't be talking about God. They can't be right. pushing that. Um, so I think everybody's got a worldview. And, um, you know, I, I think that for a Christian media outlet, um, actually, you know, it it should tell the viewer that we're held to a higher standard. Um, you know, we answer to a higher power ultimately in everything that we're doing. Not that we're going to do it perfectly or, or report sure. everything just 100% perfectly all the time. Um, no, I mean, we'll admit when we make mistakes, but... Um, you know, but I think audiences should be able to trust the fact that at least we are serving someone higher than just a boss or just, you know, just a journalistic general idea. And I think um, to underscore that, I think we saw what happened in the mainstream media during this election cycle. Um, You know, they talk about all these journalistic practices and, and and everything else. Well, all that went out the window when they had enough pressure on them, uh, I think, you know, this is just my personal take here, just looking from afar. I think that a lot of the media, which we, we know generally leans left, um, felt a lot of pressure to really stand up to Trump. Uh, they did not want to see him reelected. I, I, yeah. I really believe that's the general consensus you have from most of the left leaning media. And you look at a story like the Hunter Biden laptop scam, yeah, whatever you right, want to exactly. make of the laptop yeah. itself, just the, just the fact that, the, that NPR and others purposely suppressed that story um, ahead of the election, um, really, really on flimsy journalistic grounds, uh, right. to say the least. And so, right. and then now it comes out after the election's over, 
Well, then they report on it and say, yeah, it turns out there was actually some things we could have reported on there. It was at least a credible story. Whatever the implication of it may have been, you could argue that. But yeah. it should have ran is the sure. point I'm making yep. here. But I believe the reason they were motivated to do that uh, was because of uh, not having solid um, sort of a moral line to, to, to fall back on. You know, when, you, when you're not a Christian, you, you are a moral relativist. Mm. Uh, I, I'm not going to mince words on that. You know, you are a moral relativist. Your no. your morals can shift because it doesn't based. It's not based on something that's you know solid rock. Yep. Um. It's ultimately just somebody's opinion. So I think we saw that line shift, and I really do think um, the mainstream media now has shifted from just a general bias to full blown activism, and I, mm. I really believe that. I think. Um, you know, it used to be just, well, you had a bunch of people that typically were liberals or left-leaning that went into the media business. So that's just the way they saw the world through that prism. Uh, but I really do think you're now seeing activism. Um, and you combine that with this need for clicks. You know, the way that our media is structured, there's a lot of pressure to get clicks. And, um, you know, one of, one of my more controversial views is, uh, and I don't have this ironed out perfectly because it really goes against everything I believe about freedom and, uh, right. you know, um, private business and, and capitalism. But I, I do see the point in having a media that it isn't worried about, you know, revenue, because I do think that there are too many temptations there. I mean, look at the headlines on, on CNN and MSNBC right now. And you tell me if they're doing this out of what's best for journalism sure. or what's best for clicks. And so from, you know, a faith bias or a Christian bias perspective, uh, really it's just providing an alternative. Their worldview is different than those who would be Christians or Bible-believing individuals. And so the faith media or the Christian media is just providing that as a bias. Our bias is this is our starting point, and we view the rest of the world this way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we we have no problem saying, like, we're putting godly principles first. And one of the things I love to do... Um, is find a story, you know, maybe there's a big story going around. Um, let's say there's a, a you know, a hurricane and, a, or, and a, you know, it's flooding and you see the Cajun Navy coming out. Well, we're going to go right to those stories where faith is coming to the forefront, where right. if you see someone who is talking about, wow, you know, they're praising God in the middle of a storm and, you know, whatever the situation might be, we're going to put those stories up towards the top because we think they're the most important. You know, we're covering the big story of the day, yep. which would be, yep. you know, a storm right. or whatever the nature might be. And and then we're, we're highlighting the faith angle from it. We love doing that stuff. It de- now it doesn't always get handed to you in a silver platter every day right. uh, like that, but, um, but we love doing that. And um, you know, because again, I, you know, I think we don't, we don't live in a world where it's just God moments where God just jumps in and out and it's, it's like, he's everywhere. And so, um, you know, we want to show that. Awesome. As opposed to putting front page of, Donald Trump playing golf or, or Joe Biden in his, <laughs> yeah. basement, in his basement, you know, like, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And like, all, and also too, now uh, there's a, a verse that I like to point out from, from Chronicles. I think it's first Chronicles 12, um, horrible with memory. So don't quote me on that, but uh, the sons of Issachar are mentioned briefly and it, it just mentions, you don't know a lot about them, but what it says is they were, they were men who understood the times. Right. And so I think one of our other, you know, cause I get criticized sometimes from people, they say, well, why are you, you're a faith site. How come you're not doing Bible studies and right. you know, all this stuff? And you're, you're covering these divisive stories. And, um, you know, I, I do listen to those criticisms because I don't want to be completely hopeless and just focus on the negative. But on the other hand, we do have to be people who understand the times. 
you know, uh, this is a culture we live in that we're supposed to be spreading the gospel in. Uh, and we're supposed to be loving other people here. And we're supposed to be interacting with other people in this. And so we've got to know what people are believing. And right now with issues like transgenderism, yep. um, all the LGBT stuff, uh, there, there are so many issues right now that, that are starting to conflict more and more. And that gap between you know, secular society and Christianity is widening. Um, and so I think we have to be people who understand the times. And so... Um, so we want to provide that, you know, where people can trust it, that it's okay. It's coming from us where we share whatever our differences theologically might be. We generally share the same view about God first, and right. uh, we're going to report these stories faithfully. That's great. Great. One of the things that um, I think really was highlighted during the last election cycle and, uh, and certainly with, with COVID and, and lockdowns is what role does secular media have in, in the United States? Like clearly that there's a, there's, they've showed a lot of influence in which way, uh, important, like we just talked about bias and partisan influence, but what, when it comes to faith media, what role do you see faith media having in the United, in the United States moving forward? Yeah, I think that's the biggest, the biggest area is sort of what I just touched on at the end there on the last part is just sort of, um, speaking truth in the in, in a sea of sort of views that go against what, what god i mean what god's views are and what what god's values are um you know and i for one hope that there's more media outlets that come out that are that are faith friendly and faith centered uh because we are going to need those voices right now you see bethany christian services you know caving under the pressure of you know having yeah. to adopt yeah you know, LGBT kids and everything going against their core, you know, biblical beliefs that they once stood on. And so uh, I think we're going to need each other <laughs> in order to stand up, you know, during these times to to increase pressure to sort of fold on our views and put those aside. Uh, and so, I, you know, I, I see a media, the secular media, more and more praising things. I mean, look at abortion is a, is a perfect example. Yeah. It went, abortion used to be safe, legal, and rare, if we remember that talking point mm. from the early 2000s and the 90s, and now it's shout your abortion. Yeah. And now you're, you hate women or something if you, you're, <laughs> you're trampling women's rights, if you're pro-choice. And so um, we have to be able to uh, be, be well-versed uh, and be able to speak truth on these issues and truth in love, you know, not just being hot take artists and, and, and it can be tempting, right? Like it can be tempting to just want to try to dunk on everybody. Yeah. Um, and so there's a balance there. There's definitely a balance there because you can. I'm I'm all for some sarcasm and having fun with that. <laughs> I mean, that's just kind of that's kind of my yeah. demeanor a lot of the times. But <laughs> um, but we do have to be able to understand what's going on and speak truth uh, in a culture that's definitely moving way away from from God. So, um, you know, I see secular media and faith media sort of really going in opposite directions here. Um, so I think, you know, that's kind of our role is to provide an outlet so that people can read it and, and say, all right, now I have something to say on this, right. you know, because yeah. I've seen this from a source that kind of reflects my view on it. And I, you know, there's so much information flowing in right now. I mean, people are just, you know, scrolling, 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 consuming, consuming, consuming. So, um, you know, it, it has an effect over time. And I think we've seen that with the way the things that culture believes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, censorship, 
you know, social media censoring what voices are allowed on their platforms, even YouTube, which Faithwire is huge on YouTube. Um, when we talk about Christian-focused, faith-focused, um, biblical-focused, <laughs> whatever phrase we use, media, yeah. um, when you look down the road, do you, do you feel positive and hopeful about that? Do you feel... Um, you know, we're going to have to create our own platforms. I mean, this is a huge discussion, obviously, but this yeah. is where you're living. When you look down the road, how do you see, or what do you see as the trajectory for uh, this type of media? Well, yeah, when you, I really do think um, <laughs> we need to, my, my personal thought is we need to start sort of creating our own platforms and finding ways to be as self-reliant as possible when you're talking about media and, right. and vlog, you know, bloggers and vloggers and YouTubers um, who are of, you know, Christian or conservative beliefs. I, I do think that we need to really take a hard look at how we're structured um, because, uh, yeah, they're, they're going in that direction now where things, um, uh, this is why I'm saying you have to understand the times because look at what's being defined yeah. as hate speech. If you just bury your head in the sand and say, ah, right. I don't want to deal with these guys talking about the gender stuff. Well, it's now basically hate speech if you misgender someone. Yeah. So, so if you're a Christian and you're trying to follow what the Bible says, you know, in Genesis, you know, he created them male and female. Well, now what are you going to do when you, <laughs> when you cite that and then you just get demonetized on YouTube? Right. So um, it, it is a troubling trend. And I think it's one we have to take seriously that they're going to keep. I would say you have to just assume that they're going to keep going down that road and keep sort of banning things that are standard biblical beliefs in a right. lot of cases. And so look where you can. I'm not a tech expert uh, when you start getting beneath the surface of just using these platforms. Um, but, you know, servers and you, you look what happened to Parler. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. You know, Par Parler got shut, thrown off. You know, Amazon threw them off their web service there. And it's it, Facebook had, if I'm not mistaken, Facebook had just as many of those sort of far right wing militia types planning the J January 6th stuff on Facebook. Yeah, as Parler, but no, there wasn't a word of that brief to uh, about Facebook. But Parler got booted off, so um, I think we have to expect that stuff and really look for ways to um, make ourselves viable. Um, you know, without without having to rely on on a company that may just turn on you when the mob comes for them. Yeah, right. Man, big conversation. Thank you for what you guys are doing, uh, and and I would encourage anyone. You know, Salem also produces some incredible content for those who have this worldview, but go to Faithwire, look at what they're doing on CBN as well. Uh, Dan, for those that want to follow you and want to connect with what you are doing and understand that, where can they go or where would you like for them to go? Yeah, just head on over to cbnnews.com or faithwire.com. Um, we're, we're all connected there. You can We have a YouTube channel. If you just search Faithwire on YouTube or CBN News on YouTube, um, a lot of activity going on there. we got a daily podcast going. Uh, I'm on Twitter. I got to say, I'm using Twitter less these days, but <laughs> you're I'm one on of there. The, you're you one wanna... of the only conservatives on Twitter now, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, just, my... it's, one, it's one of those places that makes me depressed after I'm on it. So I'm kind of like, I, I like it for the news and seeing what's going on, but yeah, it's tough. That's funny. <laughs> but Dan Andros on there, if you want to follow me and watch me tweet once a month. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Thank you for, uh, for joining us. Really appreciate it. And hopefully we can have you back on and, and talk about yeah. some more of these issues. All right, guys. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, thanks so much, Dan.
Once again, an amazing conversation. I, I've been so pleased over the last uh, many months of doing this show with the incredible guests that we've been able to have and the wonderful conversations. And it's encouraging. I hope that you're encouraged as well that there are men and women, uh, folks like Dan out there who are thinking deep thoughts and really making progress in the culture war. And there is a culture war, to be sure. But there are folks who are fighting it and providing the information we need to navigate it individually and personally. And uh, so grateful for that. Dan made some incredible points. Uh, a couple that I would like to highlight for you before we sign off today. This is your situation report. Uh, number one, there is bias in the media. And this is a, what a great point. Uh, we asked the question, or I asked the question, uh, is there a conflict when we talk about faith media? That has a built-in bias. And Dan said, absolutely not. We all have a worldview. We all have a bias from which we uh, approach the news. And, and Dan made the point that uh, what used to be kind of a liberal bent or a liberal bias has now become activism on one side. And when we talk about faith or Christian media, we have the opportunity to present stories in a way that represents a biblical worldview. Um, so significant and so important. A second very important factor that was brought up is that the role of faith or Christian media in the United States uh, is not only to present information and to tell stories and to give the news, uh, but to give it from a faith perspective so that the Christian community in the United States, those who would hang on to the position of faith and a biblical worldview can support one another. We need to know about these stories. We need to hear what's going on in the larger faith community. Um, from a news reporting standpoint, of course, but to view those things from the position of a Christian so that we can support each other. We cannot consume only media uh, that tells us there is no God and there is no place for faith. And it's in this faith media that we are able to uh, connect with one another. Uh, what a great point was made there. And the last one is this, in a culture that's shifting in terms of media platforms. We've seen censorship. We've seen all these things happen. Those who are in the business of communicating news from a faith perspective or a biblical perspective need to continue to anticipate that censorship will get worse, but also look for additional opportunities to find other platforms, to build our own platforms, whatever that looks like as we go forward, to make sure that we continue to have a place to communicate these stories, to give the news, to tell others what's going on in the world from a faith perspective. And as we do that, uh, we'll be able to do this regardless of what censorship may come. Again, so appreciate Dan and uh, the work uh, that he's doing and that many others are doing at FaithWire. Go check them out. Wonderful show once again, and look forward to sharing this time with you next week. Thank you. We'll see you later. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.